Hey, this is Chuck, and you are listening to Fans with Bands, the podcast where we talk to the fans and the bands they dig about life, music, and whatever the hell else we want to talk about. Today on Fans with Bands, we're talking to Siphoned. Check it out. All right. Hey, this is Chuck with Fans with Bands, and I'm talking to Caleb, Eric, Carter, and Sam from Siphoned. How you guys doing? Pretty good. I'm pretty good. Good. How are you? I'm I'm doing great, and we've got some fans. We've got Jimmy, uh, we got Davey, and we got Joseph. How you guys doing? Yeah. All right, sounds good. Hey, so uh, I'd seen you know this is kind of a little rewind because I started talking before, but uh, I'd seen your guys' name siphoned on you know opening up some other shows, and I was like, all right, I gotta check these guys guys out at some point. And then I saw you guys were gonna open for Atheist and Cynic. And uh, I was like, wait a minute, what the hell? And I'd had tickets, you know, because uh, I bought some through the Recorruptor guys. So I'm like, all right, cool. I get to finally check these guys out. You guys got on stage, started playing, and I was like, holy shit. Like, fucking blew me away. It's so good. It's like, super tight. I mean, let's face it. I'm an old dude, and you guys are super young. You're like children, like infants almost. And I was like, how the fuck are these guys doing this? Like, when I was their age, I could barely fucking play. And so I was just like astounded in many ways. Um, but I immediately thought after I heard you guys playing, I was like, fuck, I gotta get you guys on the show so I could just talk to you and hear about your music and get your stories. So thank you guys so much for being on the band and or fans with bands. And thanks for the awesome music. No, thank you. We oh, appreciate thank you. it. Cool. Yeah. So, so cool. let's kind of start from the beginning and like, how did Siphon come to be? How did the band form? I don't know who wants to take that. Um, well, I think, I think Eric should start it off, but then it kind of, it kind of pivots in a few. Yeah. It, yeah. It veers off. Well, I guess it, I, I kind of started it back in 2019, 2018, like my sophomore year of high school, I came up with the name and wrote the first songs and stuff. And then in 2020, we put together our first lineup. And Caleb was a part of the first real lineup. Nice. And um, yeah, we became a part of the uh, metal scene with Carter and Sam up in that Sterling Heights area. Nice. So when did that's uh, how we met them? When did uh, when did Carter and Sam join the band? When was that? Um, so I was in Apocalypse, uh, my last band. Um, we played a show with uh, Siphoned at um, the Hot Rock, which is now closed down. Um, and I was blown away, you know, I was, yeah. it was like, I've never seen like a, a local death metal band before. And uh, I was just really stoked with what Eric and Caleb were doing. And then, um, I joined them, uh, officially in, uh, April of this year, but we'd been playing some shows. Um, like I had been doing like fill-in shows with them cause I was in another band at the time. And then, uh, everything just seemed to make sense. I left the old band and I was like, I'm going to join Siphon full time. And then, uh, I've known Sam. Uh, and Joe from Passing Thought uh, for about a year, year and a half, we played some shows with them. And then, I, you know, Eric and me were like talking one day, we're like, we need another guitar player. We can only think of one person <laughs> play this. So that's where Sam came in. <laughs> Probably yeah. like three and a half, four months ago when they started asking me to play. Cool. We, we had seen them play back in, what was that, 2020? Uh, 2021. Okay, yeah, 2021. Yeah, the rec first time we saw a siphon at the rec bowl, yeah. Nice. So we played with you. Oh yeah, of of course. You we we were both playing. Yes. All of our bands played. <laughs> yeah. So, so are like I know this happens with a lot of bands. So are, are you all like one band now, or do you have other side projects that you're doing? Is it I'm just, just siphon? siphon. Okay. I do siphon. That's my thing. I do music with Joe as well. So Passing Thought is okay. also still a musical endeavor in my background. Cool. Besides and, school uh, and stuff. And how I, right now, I'm only doing Siphon, but I have some uh, ambitions to do some other things beyond Siphon while still doing Siphon. So, Cool. And that. Carter, how I, uh, I got something I do with a friend of mine. Like It's kind of really getting off the ground. Um, it's called uh, Paranoid Paradise. Um, it's like a more alternative kind of thing. But uh, this, no, this is like my main band that like I want to play drums in and everything. Cause like I've gone, you know, back and forth with the whole 
solo music thing but uh but th- yeah th- i'm in a good spot with these dudes so cool and uh so joseph uh you look super familiar are you in some other band uh, I'm, i've only played uh in passing but i played drums and guitar in there all right you look super familiar but uh, i can't think uh, of i don't know <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm i was thinking band, so maybe you've I was, seen me oh, i was thinking of the drummer from uh, uh among these ashes sort of looks like you that's what i was thinking of so oh maybe a bit yeah yeah uh, <laughs> all right so how did you uh, what was like the um how, how did you want to become a musician for each of you like what was your influences and uh when did you start wanting to play live live music you know because there's lots of people who pick up a guitar or, or drums and they just are totally fine with just jamming on their own and doing their own thing but don't really have an ambition to get into a band so i'm kind of wanting to know like when did you want to go beyond just being you know doing your own thing but being in a band uh let's start with uh eric um, well my dad was a guitar player and i'd always hear him playing stuff like death and slayer all the time and nice. you know that really started my made me want to play and those were the first riffs i learned just because he could teach them to me quickly and you know it kind of just took off from there and i i've been to a lot of live shows when i was a kid and seeing megadeth and flying guardian and stuff really solidified the fact i wanted to be in a band and play music and i really started focusing on writing music once siphon started and that's kind of just been my thing ever since cool uh caleb how about you well kind of the same situation as eric Uh, my dad was a guitar player um and he played all sort he played king diamond metallica megadeth all sorts of things constantly and i really picked up on that from a really early age and then uh, i started out with guitar but i moved to bass because i didn't like playing with the pick so i that when i was seven and uh i've just i've been on kind of one track of just wanting to do music ever since very cool uh carter how about you um yeah my dad was uh my dad was in a band in the late 90s and he was very much influenced by uh green day offspring weezer um so yeah he would always uh play some of like the music that he would write but then he would play cheap trick a lot um he played van halen uh ozzy um but then i you know i started like listening to like pop punk blink 182 green day um all that stuff and uh as far as like a drummer goes um i started like playing a lot of grunge beats you know pop punk beats Uh ringo from the beatles um but then as far as like actually becoming a musician, um, I just was like, I graduated high school and I was like, man, I need to get a band together. And then, yeah, ever since that, yeah, Siphon's like my, my third official band I've been in. Um, but I've just, I've just always, you know, it, this band has really kind of helped me be confident on stage and learn to like love playing out. So it's definitely kind of been like, uh, I guess a transitional period you know, in my life, uh, like learning to love to play out live and stuff, because at the beginning, um, it was a little tough for me, but, uh, but yeah, if I can answer that, uh, completely, I guess I would say with Siphon, I've, you know, really found my love for performing. Cool. That's it. That's awesome. Uh, Sam, how about you? Uh, no one in our family really played any instruments, but my grandpa suggested I get a guitar when I was in like third grade. So I took lessons, and then once middle school happened, I started doing like classical guitar lessons. Uh-huh. But once we got into high school, Joe knew a few people, so he was like, "Let's start a band." Ever awesome. since then, I've been in like I don't know four or five renditions of different bands, different people. Very cool. I always liked writing music, so once I started hearing like more virtuosic guitar players and stuff, is when I really wanted to dive into just practicing all the time in high school and stuff. Nice. Who were like some of your early influences? Early, early is like Van Halen, Def Leppard, but then after that is like Angel of Aldi, Jason Becker, Marty Friedman, just all the guitar stuff all at once. Yeah, the Wizards on the mm-hmm. fretboard. Yeah, yeah, those guys always blow me. Well, you, 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 dude, you are a fantastic guitar player because I, I, you, you made it look effortless, and that's where I struggle. Um, 
Jimmy will, <laughs> can can attest to this if he's ever seen me play, but I, I fucking like, yeah. So watching somebody like you that has that talent uh, is fantastic. So appreciate and it. And I'm a guitar nerd, so sorry about Hell that. Yeah. Just Jones and I on the guitar players. Because uh, Eric, I was going to say, uh, the other thing I really love is when uh, bands have like one of their uh, instrumentalists doing vocals as well. Um, mm -hmm. So I think it's very cool when you have the, the singer is also a guitar player um, or yeah. a drummer or whatever, but uh, bass player, because uh, mm. I don't know. I mean, it's, it's cool to be the lead singer, but I always wanted to be able to do both. And that again is another uh, a layer of like, I don't know, talent, sort of like being a drummer where you yeah. can do multifaceted things where you can sing and play guitar and do, you know, and not fuck up both of them. So very nice. Mm. <laughs> oh, definitely took a lot of time <laughs> i didn't want to do the vocals at first i did i did yeah, a lot I of feel necessity that, really because like yeah we just needed someone who could do it and i did it <laughs> on a necessity well yeah i'm glad you're still doing it that's good <laughs> yeah i've gotten better and more confident with it so you know yeah, yeah. it's the sound so I'll keep on going with it. You know? I wish I had an Eric in high school so I didn't have to do vocals, but <laughs> I'm stuck in the same boat as him. <laughs> oh, man. So uh, fans with bands, this is me asking questions. It's an uh, opportunity for fans to ask questions. So I don't know, Jimmy, uh, Joseph, I know you're kind of ensconced with hmm. these guys anyway, but you might have questions. Or Davey, anybody have questions for the guys in Sightfund? We planted audience members. <laughs> That's the way to do it, man. Right. <laughs> I have one. Uh, right. So, well, a comment first. Uh, I know if Davey's on here, uh, he did uh, the two deck new stuff um, and did vocals out of necessity. And I always am in awe of anybody that can sing and play like that. Because if I'm playing and you talk to me, I, I just forget what I'm doing and I <laughs> immediately mess everything up and. <laughs> But uh, I was curious, uh, where did your guy's name come from? Oh, yeah, good. Oh, um, I got it. Like the Cannibal Corpse album, Evisceration Plague. There's a, um, on the CD we have, there's a DVD of the making of. And I always like watching making of albums, you know, because it's what I want to do. I like watching people do it, you know. Yeah. And um, yeah, when Eric Rutan was recording Corpse Grinder doing vocals, they were reading through lyrics that were written and one of the lines just had the word siphon dot in it and they were you know they liked the word they pointed it out and they said that's oh, a cool one and i was like well i kind of like that too i have to call the band that you know awesome. <laughs> cool. awesome. yeah. uh any other questions from davy joseph or jimmy no yeah uh, i was wondering I was wondering um, if you guys would listen to any albums recently that you kind of want your new material to sound like sonically. It's not like writing wise, but like, are there any like, like snares or kick drums or just like overall sonic things you guys are hoping for your new album to sound like? Um, I'm going to point to the last revocation record that came out. Um, oh, that's awesome. Yeah. It's called Nether Heaven. Um, I just think the drum tone on that is, well, I know they recorded uh, they recorded that album in the same drum room that they did the uh, album that came before it, but it just sounds so much more poppier. Like the snare, it just has more pop. Um, and uh, I'm gonna pick a kind of controversial. Or it's not like controversial. It's just not like uh, it's not like a genre. I know um, Eric Caleb really messed with, but the new Crown the Empire album has some good tones. I know a lot of it is probably sampled out or you know um, you know replaced or something but uh, yeah. i really i really enjoyed that album that's got a good tone for drums on it nice hey man guitar wise there'd be um the john arch ep it's not new by any means it came out 20 years ago now but the john arch ep called a twist of fate um i want my guitars to sound like that on the next <laughs> siphon thing because they're very bright and they're very punchy and i don't know they they just sound beautiful to me. Yeah. That's how I want my guitars to sound. <laughs> nice. Right. So, I'll have to check I'm, that out. I'm sure. Um, I'm sure. Get ready for some funky vocals, dude. <laughs> That's all I got to say. 
I'm sure uh, my bandmates already know what I'm going to say, but when it comes to the bass, uh, for sure, uh, you know, Sean Malone focus type deal or, uh, kind of, or uh, Jerome Paul Tesling on Spheres, you know, sort of bass tone, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That tone on, on uh, Cynic on focus. Oh, beautiful. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I'm, I, at first I wasn't a huge fan of um, the vocals, you know, um, you know, but I definitely got into them after the fact. And then seeing them live, it was like, wow, this is really cool. So, and, and I'd seen them years ago, but like way back when they opened with for Cannibal Corpse, which was a fucking oh. train wreck, by the way, because everybody fucking hated them. They were like getting booed off the stage. People were like saying, fuck you every, between every song. And I'm like, why? These guys are fucking awesome. But anyway. <laughs> That's a shame. I know, that's what oh, happens when you break. sing at the death metal show. Yeah. Yeah, go for it. How did you guys feel after that uh, Cynic Atheist show? Like, what was, like, riding that wave? Like, what was that? Like, you for- that was, a, that was a, an amazing show, and you guys absolutely crushed everything you did. All new material. The death cover was spotless. Yeah. Like, I just, I'm just curious how you guys felt because I know some of you guys got autographs and pictures, yep. and I was just curious how you felt. I was rolling, you know. <laughs> I mean, I've I've heard Cynic my entire life. I mean, Trace Sinair came out a few years after I was born, and my dad played the shit out of it forever. And yeah, it was a lot of those songs scored my my childhood, and you know, just it was trippy for. <laughs> us and it was trippy for me to see my dad you know that was a cool thing too because he was tripping that we were opening for a band that he's been listening to for 30 years you know so i felt you know just it was the greatest night i could ever ask for yeah it was as good as it gets yeah like getting right off stage i was like let me get all my shit off here (laughs) (laughs) we're gonna be like um I don't want to miss a thing. Um, and then, yeah. Um, yeah, also, like, I can't believe that we even got to be, we got to meet some of those guys. And it was crazy because I've never been that starstruck before. And uh, they say, don't meet your heroes most of the time. But I'm like, well, screw that. These guys are awesome. These guys are <laughs> homies, you know? Yeah. That's awesome. I was, uh, I was an emotional wreck just because of, uh, my my attachment to focus the album and also and also atheist atheist and cynic were both huge bands for me when i was really getting into death metal and you know progressing as a musician so but also because um you know sean malone and sean reinert are two of my favorite musicians and so it was you know it was a really it was a beautiful experience cool sam any thoughts just pumped to be on the show with them and as our band like progressively wants to sound in that that type of inspiration at least so it was just really cool to have that moment i don't get as much like starstruck by people i'm just not that type of dude i don't care much yeah but they were just genuinely i was like i I was a bit starstruck by him (laughs) like like chuck said he he made it seem effortless oh yeah watching sam play your your lead performances (laughs) were like like creamy butter Right. Oh, and he looked, he, I, so I'm, good. Sam, hopefully it won't be embarrassing, but you just look so <laughs> fucking calm. Like, oh, you just, yeah. Like, Thank hey, you. yep, here it is. <laughs> like, what the <laughs> fuck? But yeah, so. <laughs> yeah. And like the highlight, uh, Sam here for a second. Um, the last time uh, Convulsus, you know, Jimmy, Davey, all those guys, they had seen us play. It was just the three of us. So um, yeah, they really kind of walked in, like, right smack dab in the middle of like our new iteration of this band and yeah. uh, I'm glad we could i'm glad that thank you guys for those reactions genuinely that's yeah yeah, yeah. well and i definitely uh, like the fact that you and eric so sam and eric both trade off because that's cool too because i i always love a band that has uh, twin guitar players that can rip so oh yeah I, very cool i think it's essential to yeah. having a really cool vibe yeah know? yeah because each guitar player is going to add their own little piece to it you know and yep. you know as the bass and drums do too you know because you got you guys are all like super talented so it's um 
it's very cool to be able to weave all that into the music and make it come off cleanly and yeah. you know, like powerfully, right? Because you can right. you can wank all day and it'll sound like fucking wank, right? I've <laughs> seen so many bands where they're just like they're super technically proficient. There's no emotion. Like I don't feel anything. And I I know some people. Well, I know a lot of people love Dream Theater, but I went to see them. I was bored out of my fucking mind because I love Petarucci. I love them playing. Seeing them live. Like I could have sat home and listened to a record and not pay 10 bucks for a beer. So hmm. I was right. like, whereas, you know, when you see some other bands that have like uh, emotion, but they play like, you know, just crush, then that's cool. So anyway, I'm a, you can tell now I'm a super fanboy. So. Uh, no, that's, that's awesome, man. And that's the goal. You know, just inter, intertwining instrumentation is a big part of what, Cool. We're shooting in for big time. So uh, I missed a question that Davey had in the chat, and that was uh, for each of the members, what's the album you've been listening to the most recently? Uh, let's start with Caleb. Oh, man. Well, I've been, you know, I'll admit, you know, the last few years, especially since I joined Siphon, I've been, um, you know, really getting into different things. Um, kind of ever since I've gotten more into progressive territory, my mind's kind of been more open and different things. So I've actually been listening to uh, the live album by uh, Japan. I don't know if you heard of the uh -uh. band Japan called uh, Oil on Canvas. I've been listening to that a lot because uh, uh, they're great bassist, Mick Karn. Um, so I've been uh, listening to that one kind of nonstop lately. Cool. Mm. I'm make, making a note of that. So I can check it out. Cool. Uh, Eric, how about you? Um, like, uh, probably the record I've been listening to the most would be like Jethro Tull's Aqualung. Nice. I, I'm really having a hard time not listening to that one lately. It's just, <laughs> I don't know. It's very cool. Yeah. That's a killer album. Uh, yeah. Carter, how about you? Uh, shout out to Adam from Convulsus uh, for recommending me uh, Shotgun Justice by Razor. That's a great record. I've been listening to that. That's a nice. Canadian crash from the yeah. 90s. Yeah. Um, also, um, I've been listening to a lot of uh, Alice in Chains. I've been listening to uh, the self-titled album, mm -hmm. Tripod. Um, I've been on a big Trivium kick, and Sam knows, because I always talk about <laughs> Specifically, Shogun and In Waves. I've been spinning those two albums a lot. Um, and uh, I could pick like one more like album that's a little bit more wild card, like not you know death metal. Oh, I've been listening to the new Foo Fighters album. Oh, quite a bit. it's really good. Oh, I was gonna say, how do you like it? Because I've not really heard it yet. Um, it's a very emotional album because you know you have yeah all the themes. I mean, then now they're saying Dave Grohl also lost his mom too. He oh, never seriously? Liked. Around the same time? Wow. Yeah, so, uh, I mean, it's it's definitely a, a hard record to swallow if you're, uh, if you're you know, a little bit more emotional. I mean, I didn't really, there was like one or two moments that made me tear up, but uh, it's also a really cool record because Dave's playing drums on it. It's the first time Dave's played drums on, I think, since the first record. First no, record, was, yeah, because he recorded everything on that one, did he? I think. Actually, Color and the Shape, he re-recorded all of... Uh, williams drum tracks unfortunately well that's what they say i mean yeah minor credits notes everything aside um we'll just count the first record but uh <laughs> but yeah dave dave plays his ass off on the drums and the drum tone is actually pretty unique because uh uh you know Foo fighters are known for like the big drums like the gretsch drum kit but this album it's kind of a more lo-fi drum sound oh cool but dave's still beating the shit out of the drum <laughs> so yeah that's what i've been listening to lately Cool. Uh, Sam? Probably the last like few weeks, the I've been listening to the Sorrow Eater EP, Enlightenment. Oh, cool. They're like tech deathcore. And then nice. the new Ocean's 8 Alaska album, I've been listening to a lot the last month. I've been playing a lot of guitar, too, with it. So. Nice. What, was the, what was the last band? Disparity by Ocean's 8 Alaska. All right, cool. They're like progressive metalcore, so like it's newer age production, but super dirty, filthy rhythms. <laughs> Excellent. Excellent. Oh, can I uh, can I put in one more because it's like yeah, why not? Technical. Uh, it's Fallujah. Um, Fallujah, from, yeah, uh, yeah. Their their latest album. Oh, it's from last year. It's called Empyrean. Nice. Really fast yeah, blast were... beats. <laughs> nice, nice. Yeah. 
Jimmy, how about you? What have you been listening to? One second from Jimmy. Um, I've been listening to a, the basically the uh, Cavalera Conspiracy re-recording oh, nice. of oh, yeah. the EP and their first album. And I was kind of curious what you guys thought about re-recordings because they did change some things up. And uh, I mean, better or worse, like I, I love it. Uh, I worship Max, Max Cavalera anyways, but uh, yeah. either way, yeah, that's all I've been listening to basically. Cool. I can give or take like you know, if if somebody, if an artist wants to re-record their album for whatever reason, it's fine. But me personally, sometimes, like, I don't necessarily go seek it out. I, I know some people are, like, so into a band, they'll, like, I got to have every iteration plus every color of vinyl plus whatever. Um, I'm just more like, if I like that one, great. If they redo a song and it's slightly different. Half the time, I've found, like, with re-recordings, they, they barely are, like, rearranging anything. It's more like... I didn't like the drum sound or I didn't like how the levels were on the, on this guitar. So they tweak it a little bit. So I don't know. That's I mean, thoughts. they, they completely changed the, the riff in troops of doom. Really? So yeah. A little crazy. bit from that, from that gallop. So it was a little different, but, uh, I like it overall. I think it's pretty good. Uh, nice. but it, it, it lost some of its, uh, fierceness, I guess it's, it's not as hard. Oh, well, that's a bummer. <laughs> I mean, it's it's really great, but it's yeah. not as hard. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's see. Uh, Joseph, how about you? What have you been listening to? I've listened to a lot of uh, Buried Alive. Um, them a whole lot. I've been listening to this. Uh, have it over here, actually. On the side. It's like Ravi Shankar record. I've oh, listened wow. to a lot of him recently. I kind of just read to that. So a lot of um, and Villa Miles' latest album, Mother. That one's probably been on a huge rotation when I'd be going to work. Cool. Awesome. Uh, and we've got Sam here who uh, has joined. Uh, Sam Bell. Oh. Uh, Sam, are you there? Maybe? Uh, no, I don't see him. Yeah, I'm here. Sorry. Oh, there I'm he is. Actually, Samuel and Joseph's uncle. Oh, hey. Hey, Samuel. A fan of Sutton. Very oh. cool. I was, I was just, you know, interested i ha actually i'm so sorry i missed the gig at the sanctuary i really wanted to see that um i'm glad to hear that it was awesome for you guys but i was just curious to see like what the band was like and what the conversation was about and i'm really happy to hear that you're listening to aqualung i listened to that one. <laughs> <laughs> crazy awesome so what do you what have you yeah. been listening to yourself um i've been kind of a rut honestly a lot of classics a lot of classic rock um and like 80s fun rock like the cars and uh nice missing persons um excellent my kids make me listen to fresh <laughs> <laughs> say hello and not to be some creeper hit sitting here at the meeting but no no worries, no worries man oh thank you for the words man well, yeah. <laughs> thank you. um samuel sam and joe actually give my sons written lessons this is lucas he plays all right lucas. um yeah so they're both musicians they take lessons from the coreless boys so that's cool anyway, awesome very cool so in the future and nice to meet everyone yeah take it easy oh, nice to meet you thank you cool. hey uh davy how about you uh i know you're muted but you can chat in there davy what have you been listening to bud can you hear me <laughs> yeah i can hear you yes uh most recently um uh, new convulsive songs kind of obsessively just because I got to <laughs> learn. And, uh, but in my leisure time, carcass necroticism has been on like heavy rotation lately. Oh, wow. Yeah. What about Luciferian? Uh, more uh, disincarnate than Luciferian, but that's a good one too. Nice. Very nice. Yeah. Old carcass is awesome. Uh, I was just listening to uh heartwork, heartwork. And, uh, and I've also been, uh, a little bit on a kick of uh, forbidden, just because they're reformed. And oh yeah, they're they're my most favorite band ever, pretty much. Uh, I mean, there's a few bands that are favorites, but forbidden, twisted, and deformed is fucking. I don't, you can't get much better than that. Oh, it's one of the greatest thrash records ever. Yeah, I and I I'm almost contemplating like buying a plane ticket to go to see them with Death Angel in December because I'm like. I just got to go. <laughs> so anyway, uh, so 
I have a question for you guys, and it's um, when you very the first time you guys played together on stage. Um, what, what do you remember about that, and what did you learn? What was kind of a takeaway from that first time you were together on stage? Um, and let's start with Carter. Um, well, the first time that I played with uh, these dudes, um, it was a uh, Hearts and Labor show. Well, I mean, we played uh, Eric and Kibb's Backyard a few weeks ago, so we kind of had some prep, you know, already there. But um, I just kind of learned, you know, um, like we talk about it, you know, before we play, like, hey, guys, you know, like just uh, I'm going to keep a steady beat. You know, you follow me, everything, you know, the transitions, just try and keep them as clean as possible. But um, I learned our first time playing Parts and Labor, um, we were playing all of our EP. And there's a song on the EP that we're kind of phasing out uh, from our live set and everything, just because it's a little off the wall. And um, I kind of fumbled in the sense that like, I sh should have listened to, uh, you know, the monitors a little bit more. And I was just kind of uh, raw dogging that song. Um, <laughs> so yeah, playing with, uh, playing with Eric and Caleb is, and Sam has taught me that like, you know, this music is, this music can get very, uh, you know, technical and it can get very hard to know your place and everything. So uh, I've really tried to make sure, you know, before we play, like we have a good sound check that the monitor is turned on. Funny enough at the sanctuary, we were about to go play. We had to like figure out how to get my monitor turned on. And if we didn't have it on, I mean, the show would have still been fine, but it was just great to have it with me. So uh, yeah, just a few, <laughs> few small lessons here, here and there playing with cool. these guys. Awesome. Uh, Eric, how about you? Um, you know, same thing with Carter, you know, there's just small things, you know, we only had one lineup before that played live shows and compared to that live show to this live show, it's polar opposites. You know, it's, wow. we, we really are like two totally different bands from someone who had seen us the first three times we played versus the last five or six, you know, it's really, it's, it's been a crazy jump, but you know. I just, I noticed, you know, I think we got something special. I love playing with these guys. We seem to get a cool reaction. That's definitely something I've taken away. You know, it's either they have something nice to say or they don't say anything at all and they just look at us weird. It's one <laughs> of the two, <laughs> you know, and that's cool with me. I just, yeah. Cool. Awesome. Just, yeah. Sam, how about you? I had a few weeks before the first show to learn all the songs. And we had like two full practices where we played through them. So I wasn't really worried about playing them because I had a, like about a month to prepare anyway. So on stage, it was more so just making sure I'm locked in and paying attention to what they're doing. It's about it. That my main focus, like when we actually play at, at the venue. Yeah. Cool. Uh, Caleb, how about you? Um, you know, for me, it's, uh, you know, I guess I can't really say anything much different than, you know, what everyone else has said, but, um, I would definitely say, you know, it's been, um, a much more, I guess, enjoyable, not to knock, you know, what we were before the previous lineup, but it's definitely been a lot more, you know, exhilarating to play with Carter and Sam because um, I don't know. It's just there's something about the four of us playing together that's really, you know, something works there. There's a there's a connection there. And it's really um, I feel like it's made me improve as a musician on stage. And um, I hope, you know, it's the same with, you know, the other guys, too, you know. Cool. Yeah, it was never more awkward than we already are. <laughs> <laughs> right. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> uh, so I uh, think I heard, and I believe I read that the um, you're working on new material recorded. Um, where does that stand? Where? Uh, how soon can we look forward to new music from Siphoned? Well, right now we're just working on recording guitars. Um, you know, hopefully uh, at the latest, the beginning of the fall, you know, we want to get this done as soon as we can. We're working really hard on the last few songs so we can put together a longer release 
at, you know, towards the beginning of next year, hopefully. And nice. so hopefully, you know, by the beginning of fall at the latest, definitely got to buckle down and get her done now, you know? So, uh, how, how do you guys feel about, so, so, well, two questions and I'll start with this, this one, what's the songwriting process like for you guys? Um, is it, um, one guy comes in with a fully fleshed out idea and you guys kind of tear it apart or look at it and go, this is great. And I'll add my parts. Or is it more, um, you're in a jam space together or something like that. Somebody has a riff and then everybody builds off of it. Uh, I, Oh yeah. I mean, go ahead, Eric. Cause you're, uh, I'd say it's more the first thing, but it's not a fully fleshed out idea. It's to me, I, I, I give them just a bunch of riffs. That's the way I look at it. That's really all I give them. The riffs I like in the order that I like, them. that's about it. And then Carter writes his drums to it. We talk through it and we figure it out. Caleb writes his bass to it. Sam writes his guitar parts to it. You know, it's, I try, you know, it's as open as it can be. So nice. everyone gets their piece in. Cool. And how do you so, feel that the, this album compares to the eulogy EP? Night and day. Once again, you know, two <laughs> totally different bands. Cause the, that eulogy, uh, that EP is good. I mean, there's good songs on there. Uh, it has no, kind of a yeah. raw, kind of raw production, but it, it's the the music that you guys you were writing then is good. So I was just curious, do you feel like songwriting has changed at all? Are you trying to do different things or um, like you, I think multiple of you have mentioned like more progressive elements as you're trying to introduce more of that. How's what's um, the, yeah, pretty much. I mean, really, I guess it started Caleb asked, um, when we had our first lineup, if we could write a 10 minute epic, that's what he asked. And that planted the seed for everything. So I was like, okay, now I get to work on this stupid 10 minute thing. And then I ended up putting together end of a time and it got cut down and stuff, but that was like the first song in that vein that was more melodic. It had weirder parts. It went off places and, you know, and it just, yeah, everything got a little more technical and a little bit weirder. And especially, you know, since Carter's joined, everything's got more technical and weirder because he brings in this totally other world of music that we really don't, you know, he's a, he listens to other stuff than we do. I'm, I'm a metalhead through and through, you know, and all those guys aren't. So they just, yeah, there's a lot of different stuff flowing through everyone's playing. Yeah, Eric's all fine and dandy with my drum parts until I bring in the samba parts. That's when he said, <laughs> "What samba parts?" <laughs> I'm joking because I have not brought any. So, right. I mean, if I could I like, uh, I was I you know, fight you. Well, atheist does it. I mean, there's def <laughs> they definitely do. I mean, I was hanging around, uh, you know, Eric and Caleb when they were recording Eulogy, and it's definitely more of a. It's definitely more of like a statement of like where the band was at during that time and then um you know we want we yeah we want this new ep to uh sound a lot better um and just kind of also make it make, make you feel like you're in the room with us you know just listening to us do our thing and uh there's gonna be some cool shit on there too like some stuff you haven't really expected from a band of our caliber so cool well and the thing with eulogy too is eulogy kind of is a eulogy because like eric said before that time the band from when i joined up until we got this new lineup you know it was kind of its own separate era and then this is kind of a new thing and we're doing different things that isn't at all like what we were doing with eulogy so getting eulogy out by that point you know we were already consciously moving away from you know, doing more straightforward, primitive death metal and adding more different elements. And Eric and I were already working on the new songs and stuff by that point when Eulogy was done recorded or well, done. I mean, yeah, by the time Eulogy was released, we had already written our first version of End of a Time with Carter. You know, oh. we were already playing with him by that point. So it was moving pretty quick. Nice. 
Yeah, yeah. Before I officially joined, yeah, we had a few jams, and uh, because of some like other commitments and everything, I wasn't really, you know, uh, I had a lot of stuff going on in my, you know, life too. But um, no, but I think I made the right call to officially step in with the band when I did and everything, because uh, yeah, end of a time, yeah, that 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 song to me now, it feels a little bit like. It's not like I hate playing it, but it's like, all right, we're playing this song. No, I love that song. (laughs) But it's like, but it's the one song that, you know, has been with us the longest since I joined. So, but uh, yeah. Yeah. I'm like a a year later. (laughs) I'm like a year behind in that equation. So (laughs) they they all say that about these songs. And I'm like, I've played them all like less times (laughs) than I can count on for half of those. Like, I'm like, I don't know. Like I play them at home, but. I play them with you guys like once or twice every few weeks. Like, <laughs> right? That's funny. But so See, I haven't done too much writing yet with them because they had all that material that we're they are currently recording done. So I'm just adding leads wherever he wants them. Top okay. lined. Cool. Very cool. Um, Jimmy had a question they put in chat, and it's uh, um, sadly Carter, you may have to play guitar or bass, but he wants to know what are your favorite guitar slash bass uh to use for a show i mean i could answer that question i do <laughs> I, I do play guitar in my spare time but uh i'll let the uh i'll let the actual guitar players go first <laughs> so uh, let's start with sam and that is he's a little osiris uh, with fishman influence nice. it's definitely my favorite to play Excellent. i use it for all my gigs and i use a drop tune shifter so i can not have to restring it because i'm lazy wow. So, uh, I get, I, I'm, I don't, what is a drop tune shifter? Is it the pedal? So, the pedal? Yeah, yeah. It's like a pitch shifter, but yeah. I'll do semitones. So like yeah. in my, in our other man passing thought, we'll play other tunings. So I'll just jump around. But for this one, like I keep this in like drop C sharp. So I'll just like tune to half step standard and oh. then drop it down. So I don't nice. have to like re intonate and stuff for like different stuff. I don't, I don't. Yeah. So I've got a slightly nerdy question cause I have, I have a drop pedal as well, but do you get any lag? So no until, I mean, once you get to like, I'd say four semitones, five semitones, you'll start to feel, it's not so much that there's like a millisecond big difference, but you'll almost feel a decay in your input gain, which will result in that lack of like a response Yeah, because you're dropping the input gain. So you won't actually hit that stage you're looking for anyway. Do you ever get any weird like octave? Uh, things going on where it sounds like you're it's almost like an octave pedal going on not with no? the digitech one that i use okay no and then for like recording and stuff i use uh like on neural dsp amps a lot of the newer yeah. ones they actually have built-in pitch shifters for it and they are they're actually really good really accurate i don't get like weird octave overtones or something yeah cool all right sorry to nerd out on that caleb for sure you? <laughs> This is uh, the Eulogy bass. Uh, this has been my number one since I joined the band. I actually got this bass at the same time I joined Siphon, but uh, it's uh, just a Squire fretless jazz bass. Um, I haven't changed anything to it except I took the pick guard off and then uh, made my own. Eric helped me a little bit make my own. Uh, I don't know if you could see that. Oh, make my uh, <laughs> yeah. Mod- the woo sticker. <laughs> <laughs> but I, uh, I mean, I my six string fretted, which I I actually am going to use on uh, the EP and the album. But um, I'm working on uh, getting a six string fretless to because I'm going to retire this one um, eventually. But for now, she's my number one, and I have a special attachment to this bass. So nice, very nice. I was, did you play that? at the atheist show uh yes i did and i i had my uh six string there but i i, I really just use it as a backup live for now cool yeah i for some reason i'm just now realizing that was a fretless bass so cool oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh eric how about you what's, what's your rig and i've used a lot of guitars live now uh wait we i've got a lot of guitars in the house so we've use jackson's and i have my favorite guitar i, I own think you had a white flying v right yes yeah. yes and i have her but my favorite guitar I, I own is my carbon ultra v but it's in shitty shape right now and you know i don't i don't want to mess with it so until i get her fixed 
I got my white flying V. Nice. So that's what I've been using ever since I got her back in the beginning of the year. And Is that a Gibson? Yeah. 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 I think it's a 22. Nice. Just seventies tribute. Yeah. Very yeah. Cool. She, I'm surprised she works for what I'm playing surprisingly yeah. well. So. Yeah. And it's got the good, you know, yeah. old school Metallica vibe, which is cool. That's exactly what I was going for. <laughs> <laughs> I always wanted one. Little yeah. Jimmy Hetfield. <laughs> oh man. Jimmy, what are you playing? Out of curiosity. Can't remember. Um, I usually rock like uh, BC Rich Warlocks, or uh, I have, thankfully, um, a ESP. I'm sorry, not ESP. A, a Gibson. Um, not, my brain went dead. Anyways, an Explorer. Do you get an Explorer? <laughs> yeah, Explorer. Yeah, the Explorer. Yeah. Right. So I do the Explorer, uh, Soloist, and then uh, Warlocks. So I, I hate Flare Roses. But uh, I use them because they lock in tuning, and uh, yeah, that's about it. Yeah, they're we we tune we tune to E flat. Nice. It's a nice Slayer tuning, but I I have no idea what you guys tune to. Sounds like uh, C sharp. Whole step D's down. Oh, oh, perfect. Standard. Perfect. That's for my other stuff. Tuning. So that's why I'm lazy. I, I use agree. the shifter for other things. <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice. Uh, Joseph, what are you playing? I see a fretless or a headless. Oh yeah, I have a Kiesel Zeus. I hopped on that Kiesel bandwagon like Sam. <laughs> it's phenomenal. It's a seven-string though, and oh, frets. Nice. nice, pretty solid. Nice, excellent. Uh, yeah, uh, my baby. Anyway. Oh, yeah. Is that a app? Oh no, no, no. It's ESP, right? Uh, it's yeah. actually it's a two fifty-six, which is like their uh, budget um Eclipse, but uh puts some EMGs in it. Um. So yeah, it kind of resembles uh, Matt Hafey's guitar at the beginning of Trivium. Um, and then I did just, uh, I copped this for my birthday. Just a good old. Oh Explorer. yeah. Explorer. Nice. Is it Jackson or the. Oh no, this is just an Epiphone. Epiphone. Okay, cool. Yeah. Dave Grohl vibes. <laughs> nice. Nice. Well, as you can see in the background, I'm rocking a uh, Gibson oh, Les Paul wow. and a Ibanez Sabre, which is like a 540S. And then another Les Paul. So there you go. Oh, nice. That's <laughs> what, like whenever you post your albums, I'm like, those guitars in the background are so cool. <laughs> <laughs> they get played every once in a while. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, anyway, so um, you got the EP coming up. Um, what about uh, shows? Any shows coming up? Um, and yes. so when you think of this, think later because this won't come out until August. Oh, um, yeah, we got August 13th. We're playing in Indiana, opening for Narcotic Wasteland and nice. Embryonic Autopsy. All right. And we're playing with Convulsus. Oh, man. As well. And yeah, <laughs> I cannot wait. It's going to be our first out of state show ever. Cool. And, uh, yeah. Pierre's Entertainment Center, right? Fort Wayne, right? But, yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah Pierre's, that's but, a good place. It's a cool venue. So it is unfortunate Sam can't join us. I'll be no. doing so school. We'll have to rock <laughs> it as week. a three piece. All right. It'll, it'll still be good. Bums us out, but oh, we they're, they're going to crush it. And yeah, we'll be good. Cool. Just no liquefying leads this time. Just my, <laughs> me wanking my way through it. <laughs> it'll still be awesome. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, uh what else oh so any other shows beyond that like fall um yeah september is it the 23rd yeah yeah we're playing at parts and labor um with Ten Thousand teeth convulsus and i cannot there it is yeah very cool i hope i pronounced that right (laughs) (laughs) awesome well guys uh i want to thank you so much for being on fans with bands uh, no, thank you. Yeah, I've got oh, one last question for you, and that is, pineapple or no pineapple on pizza, Eric? Pineapple, totally. Right. I'm <laughs> a right. huge pineapple on pie person. Awesome. Huge man, my whole <laughs> life. Uh, I'll Caleb. die on that hill. <laughs> Caleb, how about you? I, I mean, I, I, I never understood 
understood the uh, hate for well, <laughs> well more, more like I understood why there was a whole debate. About it. But, um, I, I'm pro pineapple on pizza. I mean, I, I don't. <laughs> but I'll eat it if I have to. I have no problem with it. That's funny. <laughs> awesome, uh, Carter. Uh, it's been my go-to for the past like four years, and uh, yeah, I've just never understood like. <laughs> We're at a point in humanity's life cycle where uh, we've gotten this bored. With the- <laughs> yes. Yeah. I'll die on the hill, gladly. Awesome. With Eric, by my side. Eric and Caleb by my side. <laughs> uh, Sam, how are you? I don't like any toppings on my pizza. I'm You're just fine. perfectly content with my pizza, and I, I could eat it every day of my life and still just never be sick of it. Just be totally happy. But I have no hate towards pineapple or whatever you want to put on your pizza <laughs> don't judge mine i won't judge yours <laughs> right on yeah that's right uh joseph yeah i'm the same with sam because <laughs> he doesn't need anything on his his pizza i've never really ventured out either throughout my life so <laughs> I, would, yeah, I probably wouldn't like it but i don't care if other people do it you know like your pizza your choice <laughs> that's awesome uh, that's a good one jimmy i'm trying to remember you're a pineapple guy right i fucking love pineapple on pizza <laughs> awesome and and davy is has been uh texting no no <laughs> angry faces no yeah, we're, no we're like, oh, <laughs> oh man well that's uh, funny yeah so anyway well guys thanks again for being on fans with bands we're looking forward to the new music hopefully i'll catch it a, a show um one of the ones coming up and yeah so thanks again yeah. oh yeah thank you, thank you Chuck. greatly appreciate right. everything man yeah. all right cool that's right. many thanks to caleb carter eric sam joseph jimmy and davy for joining me on this episode of fans with bands i had a blast talking with the guys in siphon about their fantastic metal music we got into their songwriting new music and of course pizza after seeing this band live opening for Cynic and Atheist, I can't wait to catch them again. And I'm really looking forward to the next album. You can go see them live at Parts and Labor in Melvindale on September 23rd with our awesome friends, Convulsus. Keep up on the latest happenings on Siphon's website and socials. See the show notes for all the details and links. These are tough times for everyone in the creative industry, such as music. Your support of live streaming, purchasing music, and merchandise is critical. If you can help out your local artists, please do. If you are in the Michigan area, consider following the Playing in the Detroit Area Tonight Facebook page. It is a place for fans and bands to support each other and share our combined love of music. Thank you all so much for listening. Be sure to hit subscribe on your favorite podcast service to get each and every episode of Fans with Bands. Spread the word by rating the show and leaving a comment. We want to hear what you think. You can keep in touch by following us on social media. This is a Life in Michigan production. Until next time, be well and kick out the jams.